we got our college football night nighttime games going. We got NFL tomorrow. I'm going to get into the cash streets. I've made some promises to people that I will play cash. So I'm going to do it. I'm going to get into the filthy, icky streets of NFL cash. Can't wait. But before we do that, we are going to break down this slate. If you see my eyes cheating on the camera, it is because I've got games on up there. Forgive me. I love college football, and I love NFL. What's up, new guy? I'm Degenerate75. I am a DFS content creator who's here to help you get a little bit better at DFS. I've been doing it for a long time at a pretty successful level, and I know something that you don't called picks and plays from people on YouTube is a fucking waste of your time. You should be focusing on the process and not stepping on your own dick. Hopefully, I can help you out with that. If you find you like the cut of my jib, you come check out that schedule right there. I do this show every Saturday night for eternity. Well, or until the season ends. Whatever one comes first, okay? I also do a showdown hoedown show. I am the showdown hoedown guy. Every Monday and Thursday at noon, if you need a break at lunch and you want to start thinking about the slate that night, I also do a first look show with Tambo on Tuesdays. Yes, I do golf. And all of you football people, you better come check out golf. I'm about to ship a GPP this weekend at it. And college football every Friday night. Let's get going. Put your question over there in the chat because for every 50 likes we get, I will be doing a drawing to build a ticket with me tomorrow that we will put in the Millionaire Maker, and I will split it with you 50-50. And a great mathematician once said, half of a million dollars is a lot. I think it was Aristotle. I think it was Aristotle. I'm pretty sure. So uh, hit the like. Ask up to two questions. Once you, uh, uh, The questions are how you get in there, but any more than two questions, your ass is disqualified, okay? Uh, let's talk a little contest selection. We've got classic. We've got the full slate tomorrow. And yeah, this will be the one we're playing. The big $20 millionaire maker. This is what you will be splitting with me. I'll split the profits with you 50-50, okay? Uh, from there, I, oh, look, look, I don't know what I can tell you about contest selection. I haven't already told you. It's all about the structure. I've kept, I've kept harping on get into uh, smaller uh, GPPs because you have such a higher chance of, of getting a real sweat. And when you have a good lineup, you can actually win those you don't have to have an absolutely nutted lineup like you have to have in the millionaire maker but this week i think i'm going to give you some advice and i'm going to listen to my own i think this is a good week to start doing 50 50s double ups and head to heads also known as cash okay why cash cash is much more sustainable because even if you really suck at it you're still probably going to win about 40 percent of the time i swear to god a blind squirrel could like just randomly throw nuts at a screen and could win at cash 40 percent of the time if I could just give you a little bit of a pro tip, things I know from college football, head-to-heads are the biggest edge you will find because all you have to do, all we're trying to do in cast is not make mistakes with our lineup and let our opponent make mistakes. The fewer opponents you have, the more the, the more likeliness there is that they will make a mistake, okay? From there, if you're going to play double ups uh, and... and, and uh, 50-50s, I really encourage you to check out 11-mans, right? 11-mans, you pay a smaller rake, and you don't have to beat near as many people, right? You only got to beat six people, because in an 11-man, the top five get paid. That's just some pro tips. Usually when people go do 50-50s and double-ups, they go hop in one with like 17,000 people in it, okay? That's a terrible structure to be in, okay? Uh, I mean, first of all, did you notice there when it, what it said? Only the top 7,500 get paid. That means basically 10,000 people don't get paid, only 7,500 do. That is not a 50-50, bro. So if you don't have a really good lineup, you are not going to double up. These are not the kind of contest you want to play in. I never win at cash. Is this the only cash contest you're playing in? Because you're doing it to yourself, pal. But of course, if you're going to play GPPs, which we all know we're going to, I'll be playing some GPPs, just not as many as normal this week. Just go hop in mine right here. 450 people. It's already at 250. So help me get this filled. It is a $5 three max reduced rate, building the community, flat payout structure, everything you want in a contest. Link is in the description of this. Go fill it up. Be a champion. Don't make me beg you guys to fill it up tomorrow morning like a loser, okay? Uh, let's do it. Uh, sorry, I'm watching USC suck. Um, all right. 
Oh, yeah. And a shout-out to our winner last week, Black Box Flying the Flag. You love to see when a guy flying the flag wins. So congratulations to him taking it down, and you get a shout-out. If I'm going to be the process guy and not the picks and plays guy, well, I better give you a process tip. And this week is called Have Realistic Expectations for GPPs, especially in the short term. All right? I did a whole retrospective. I do this every week over on my website about how I did for the week, and I try to give a little reflection on this. A lot of people, I've noticed that my numbers, not just my numbers, everybody in the NFL DFS space, their views, their downloads, all of that is down, right? Because it's now week six. You're like, why would it already be down in week six? Because there's so many fucking morons who jump in, get all excited about NFL DFS. They play it for three or four weeks. They get their shit pushed in hardcore, and then they bitch quit because like they've blown through all their money. They have no expectation. I lost the first four weeks. This is stupid. Nobody can win at this. Okay? They're fucking morons, all right? And I'm going to try to help you not be it. When you play GPPs exclusively or you have the vast majority of your bankroll every week going towards GPP, you should expect to lose on par 80 to 90% of weeks, okay? When you're playing in a GPP, just take even the best structured GPPs, usually only about 17% of people get paid out, right? So right there, if you're putting one lineup in a GPP, that one lineup, you should expect to get $0 back on 83% of the time. For all of you that aren't good at math, that's five out of every six, okay? The one time that you do cash, and over half of the time you do cash, it will simply just be a min cash. And depending on the, the best tournaments will pay you double. So if it's a $100 single entry, you'll get 200 But most of them just pay 1.5 or 1.75x, right? So you'll probably get like 150 bucks back on your 100 which is nothing, right? When you are playing GPPs, you've got to understand this. When you enter GPPs, you are expecting to lose, you're expecting to lose, you're expecting to lose, you're expecting to lose every single week. And if you're really, really good, maybe two weeks a year you really spike and you hit a monster and sure you'll have some weeks where you'll have some good lineups and you might break even or maybe even two extra money and those weeks are great because those are the weeks that help you stay afloat but if you think that you're going to get in here and win at gpp six seven eight weeks a year you're delusional you're delusional you're not going to do it gpps are structured so that at most you should win maybe three weeks a year right just do the math there's 18 weeks about one out of every six times you should expect to win based on the math let's say you're a really good player and you can you can expect to win one out of every five times. That's still only about three and a half times you should expect to win a year. And winning just could simply mean you doubled your money or you got you know 20% back on it. That doesn't mean you won $20,000 or $100,000. So get your mind right when it comes to GPPs. If you were one of those people who's always been a sports better or you do props, you're like, man, I win at that stuff way more. No, you don't. I guarantee you do not win at sports betting. There's like 0.1% of people who win at sports betting and you're not that guy. I know those guys. You're not that guy, okay? And the reason that that's so appealing to people is because sports betting, you feel like you're winning roughly about 50% of the time, but you're not. You're just slowly paying the rake forever. Same thing with props. Prop betting can be good if you can find an edge. I truly believe that, but they'll limit you or they are nerfing all the odds or not letting you have any correlation to the point that for most of those, you're also just slow bleeding your money away. The problem with GPPs and DFS is it is a fast burn of your money. If you are not careful, you can burn through all your money in three or four weeks in no time. That is why I stress <clears throat> to get into more reasonable sized tournaments, to manage your bankroll, and to have these expectations that every week is a losing proposition until it's not.
Okay, GP the DFS is a different game. DFS GPPs. Now, if you want to play DFS cash, which I should do more of, I do at college football. I subsidize my entire NFL career doing it. So, if that's what you want to do, I, that, that that's what that's how you can be more sustainable. Or you could just accept that at GPPs you're going to lose and you're going to lose and you're going to lose. But the one thing about GPPs that you can never get from sports betting or never get from props is you can win a hundred extra money, a thousand extra money, five thousand extra money, depending on the contest you're playing in. Right? That that is what makes DFS so unique okay yes the losses are quicker and they're more often but the hits are unbelievably bigger and that is what we're doing we're trying to survive long enough to hit those big ones i hope all of this registers with you i hope you're listening hit that fucking like button get me up to 100 likes let's get over to it but before we do hey you see that that right there that thing that is called the solver that is the best optimizer out there i'm sure you've heard of optimizer some some of them charge like over a hundred dollars a month like and they're not even good. So imagine there was one out there that was an awesome optimizer that had all the tools you need and came preloaded with my projections, my ownership, everything is mine, and you get the solver. All of that. You're like, man, that, that's cost too much money. I'm just a casual player. $24.99 a month, or you can get all sports because I also do it for college football and PGA and PGA Showdown and NFL Showdown and coming in the uh, coming in February, even for NASCAR. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing NASCAR. So all of that, you can get everything. For $39.99 a month. Ridiculous still. That's that is the optimizer and all of my shit preloaded in there. Just make sure you use that showdown hoedown symbol when you get going, okay? I think this week we would be remiss if we did not start remissed. Missed? Yeah, no, but no, no. I need the applause thing plugged in. Thank you. Thank you. I'm just gonna fake applause. All right. So uh, there's a couple, there's some concerning weather, right? I, I will just tell you, when it comes to my stacks, I basically say, all right, well, who's in a dome this week? Because that's who I'm playing. Because you know, me and my listeners, we love dome. So uh, some games that I'm concerned about the weather. First of all, the Chicago Vikings game. I already have a YouTube short out this week talking about a Justin Fields stack. And Tuesday, when me and Tambo were doing our first look show, I stood by that. It was by far my favorite stack, jumping off of the page. I like a skinny stack with Justin Fields. And then you can run it back with Osborne. You can run it back with Addison or, just, or even Hawkinson. I thought that was really interesting. But now that I'm seeing a chance of scattered showers and it's going to be a little bit cooler, that does not seem like prime scoring conditions for that game. And if I know anything about the NFL... You need the nutted game. You're going to need good scoring conditions, and I'm not sure that's going to be. I'm not telling you it won't be. I'm just telling you I have a lot of reservations about this now, right? Okay, not like not like at a restaurant. No, 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 not not like not like the Native American lands. No, no, like I, I'm I'm reluctant. There, better word. Okay, so. There you go. I'm concerned about that game. The other game I'm very concerned about is this Cleveland-San Francisco game. I mean, first of all, I think this game was already going to be sloggy as shit with Christian Wa- uh, Christian Watson. Deshaun Watson. Sorry, Christian. I should not respect your good Christian name by calling you Deshaun. Uh, th- this one, there's a chance it showers in this one, too. And both these teams are kind of sloggy. I know the 49ers are very, very effective on offense this year. But this is a game where Cleveland does play surprisingly good defense and they're at home and it could be sloggy in these conditions that I think that everybody in that game probably needs about a five to seven percent discount in your projections and then I would also be watching this Bengals game right I'm not worried about the rain down in Miami that that's fucking every game for them okay all that means is two is going to rain more touchdowns okay but the Bengals game you know that there's not a zero percent chance of rain so I would be watching that one also it seems like it's going to be okay but this Bears and Browns game between the wind and the possible showers don't love it Bob don't don't love it. Those games got me a little concerned, okay? So uh, factor that into your decision-making because to ignore the weather, I mean, like, literally, why am I doing well at golf this week? I did this crazy strategy called checking the fucking weather. All right. 
Uh, all right, let's get over. This is the Rosetta Stone. Yes, this is the YouTube free one. Do I have a fancy colored up one with projections, optimals, ownership, everything you need on it? Yeah, I do. But this is YouTube, so you get the freebie one, okay? And this is what the freebie one looks like. I'm going to break down all these games, and then I'll answer your questions at the end. Make sure you're hitting that like. I see we're almost up to 100 likes. Keep getting it. Let me get a quick of the pair, uh, swig of the Perrier. I will go over all these games, give you all the news I know, and then answer your questions. And then I'm back to college football. All right. Here we go. Uh, let's see. Okay. Starting out with Washington and Atlanta. Uh, this game, you know, whatever. I, I last week Desmond Ritter had the game of his career. The dude sucks. Okay, I don't, I don't care that he had a good game. Uh, it just it, go play him. All right, if you think Desmond Ritter is good, you go play him. You send me that screenshot how you did tomorrow night, okay? Because he sucks. There you go. I, I, I look. I still have the same note written down. Hold on, Desmond Ritter, fucking sucks. There it is. It's still there. It's right there. It's right there. You can't make these notes up. <sighs> Man, the Commanders are such a letdown so far. I keep wanting to believe they're good, and they just have not been. Uh, if, if it doesn't mean that I'm going to avoid them. It just means that I don't think they're the most stackable team. The good news is they are very affordable stack. Sam Howell, you can double stack with McLaurin, Dotson, Samuel, or Thomas. I think those are all viable. Or you could just simply go into this game and just go grab Brian Robinson Jr. But weirdly enough, I think the piece of this game, because I don't think the, the, the games like this that are in a dome that could have a solid scoring environment, I don't think these are games you want to completely fade. So weirdly enough, I think Logan Thomas is a guy that's really started to become undusty all of a sudden and is actually playable, right? He has seemed very explosive. He's certainly getting the target six targets a game so far, and, and they have a 20-point team total. Do I think he's going to go for 26 points tomorrow? Not a chance. But we've seen how tight ends are playing this year. I think 14 is on the board, and if you get 14 out of your tight end, you probably ought to be out in the middle of the street dancing naked because tight ends suck balls this year. Uh, and if you made me force somebody else, maybe Brian Robinson. I just don't trust Sam Howell to get the ball to the receivers. As, as talented as McLaurin and Dotson is and as nice as those price tags are, I just don't love them. I just don't love them. I'm sorry. For Atlanta, I don't know how much longer I can continue this Bijan nonsense. I've been thinking this guy sucked since the preseason. He's the most overhyped player in the NFL, and so because I'm shitting on him, I should probably play him. He'll finally have that 30-point game. He will undoubtedly have a 30-point game. The problem is, are you going to be late to that party, or are you going to try to be early and keep taking on these eight-point totals from him? Only you can answer that question, okay? From there, I'm not gonna get. Uh, I'm not gonna fool myself. I watched Kyle Pitts last week. It was a bit of uh, yes. He had 15 points. He had a great game, but I, I watched, and he still sucks. Like he still sucks. He's not good. Uh, and I, I, there's just better places for me to get my money in. Like Kyle Pitts and Logan Thomas are are the same price. I will take Logan Thomas 10 times out of 10. So, anyways, long, uh, the long story of that game is if I'm going to play somebody, I'm most interested in a little Logan Thomas and I guess Bijan because I do want to be early to the party because I'm gonna it's going to destroy my soul when everybody's like, oh, I thought old Dijon Mustard sucked. Well, he has so far this year. You wasted your first-round best ball pick on him. All right, Minnesota-Chicago. This was a game I was super warm on. This was one of my favorite sneaky shootout games. You already, Justin Fields really seems to have found something. It's like the Bears have realized that the guy can do two things well. He can run around really fast, and he can fucking throw the ball really far. That's the only two things that guy does well. And they're finally just being like, all right, well, that's it. You're either going to run around or you're going to chunk the ball deep. That's all you get to do, okay? But now with these sloggy conditions, and I'm talking windy as shit in the Windy City tomorrow, like 30-mile-an-hour sustained winds, I do worry about the deep ball. I do think you could see him run more, but I like that deep balls also factored in, and I don't want to run a naked Justin Fields. I would want to stack him. So the weather does have me a little concerned, and it probably has moved him from my favorite stack on this slate to probably around my third or fourth now, right? At the running back situation, it's very interesting, right? Khalil Herbert is out. Roshan Johnson is out. So Deontay Foreman, old dusty-ass 
Foreman from Texas is going to be the starting running back, right? And he's $4,400, and $4,400 is really nice, okay? You get a starting running back in a sloggy game who is probably guaranteed at least 15 touches, right? That seems like a shoe in for $4,400, but I'm just going to tell you, I, like, if he's going to be 20% owned, I'm just going to fade him, and, and I'll live with the consequences of it, okay? Because a chalky Deontay Foreman is just setting you up for failure. Just setting you up for failure, man. Uh, that That's my advice. Now, if he's like 6% owned, I'll probably play him, but uh, there's no way a, 40, a starting running back of 4,400 is going to be 6% owned. On the Minnesota side, of course, we have the massive news that Justin Jefferson is out. With Justin Jefferson being out, that opens up arguably the biggest usage vacuum you could ever have in the NFL. I mean, we're talking roughly, uh, what, 12 to 14 uh, targets a game are now going to get distributed. Over 100 yards are going to get distributed. Where are those going to go? I think most people think they're going to go to Jordan Addison, which makes sense. He is the, uh, they, they spent a lot of draft equity on him in this last year, so that would make sense. K.J. Osborne also stands to gain from it, but let me just show you something. K.J. Osborne has been on the field for 91% of snaps this year, so it's not like he hasn't been on the field. He's out there. He just don't ever get the ball. So I do think that Jordan Addison probably is the guy that stands to benefit the most uh, uh, from this, but if I had to give you two others that people aren't considering enough, because people always just think, when this guy's out, his backup gets it. I don't think that's the case. I think Brandon Powell, this opens up a lot of chances for him. He will definitively be the third wide receiver. When they're running three wide receiver sets, he will be out there, and he is a fairly explosive player. I think he is a very viable punt this week, especially if you uh, are, are needing a run back for fields. And then the other one that no one's going to think about is TJ Hawkinson. Once if Hawkinson just becomes like a, a Kelsey type guy that gets 12 targets a game, right? Is that is that impossible? I could see him eating up a lot of that Justin Jefferson usage. So if that's the case, maybe the play isn't Addison or Osborne. Maybe it's Powell and Hawkinson. We'll have to see. But I do know that, that is a massive vacuum there and somebody has to soak up that usage. Moving over to Seattle and Cincinnati, uh, a game that, you know, a little concerned about the weather, but not too much. And I do think this is probably a sneaky shootout game. These are two teams uh, that, that we've seen have the ability to have big offensive games. We saw Seattle do it at Detroit, and we saw Cincinnati do it last week, right? The big question is, what's going to happen with T. Higgins? I believe he is trending towards playing. We have projections for him. We're thinking he's going to play. It is crazy to think that he basically broke his ribs and he's already back uh, two weeks later. Uh, and if he's back, I think that really nerfs guys like Irwin. That really nerfs Boyd. And I think that it even hurts Chase a little bit. It didn't nerf him, but it definitely hurts him. It also makes Joe Burrow stacks a lot less appealing. Why Joe Burrow stacks were so appealing last week is all that usage was concentrated. Now with T. Higgins being back, it is now going to be much higher. Joe Mixon gets unbelievable usage. He's out there all the time, but I, I'm just going to tell you, like he's dust. I love him. Boomer fucking sooner. But man, the guy just is not getting it done. I know he will have his 40-point game this year. I know he will. But I just don't, I, I, I don't want to, I'm not going to just keep playing and waiting on it. On the Seattle side, you know, maybe you buy the narrative that they're going to get ahead in this game. I think Kenneth Walker, if they get ahead, he is very appealing. Or if you think that they're going to get behind or this is going to shoot out, I think that Tyler Lockett is grossly underpriced at 5,700. And I think DK Metcalf is a little underpriced at 6,800. So there's some really nice pieces to get in this game. It is going to be a little breezy, but I don't think it's going to be so breezy. It's going to really impact scoring that much. We've already talked about this Cleveland and uh, San Francisco game with the weather concerns. You see, we got the little raindrop cloud. Isn't that cute? Yes, San Francisco's offense has been unbelievable this year, but in these conditions against Cleveland's defense, you can see they only have an expected 23-point total. Christian McCaffrey, it's really hard to pay $9,500 this week for him as there's just so many other places, like other guys in the 6 and 7Ks that are like, you know, relatively as safe. I mean, they're not Christian McCaffrey good, but they're, they're within $3,000 of Christian McCaffrey. And then you got to worry about this game just being sloggy and they win the game like 17-3 to or something like that, right? It also just completely nerfs guys like Ayuk and Kittle 
middle, in my opinion, because those guys usually get it done when the team is being aggressive and throwing it down the field, and I don't think you're going to see a ton of that in this game. The answer for Cleveland is who do you play? Nobody. David Njoku is still dealing with the burn injuries. There is a chance he could actually be out or limited tomorrow. The only other guy you might be considering uh, would be a P.J. Walker just because he's like the, the stone men. But, man, if you want to go play that, you go ahead. I think in GPPs it may be worth a flyer, but it ain't for me. Against this San Francisco defense in sloggy conditions, no thank you. I'll get queued elsewhere. And then Amari Cooper is definitively the number one wide receiver there, but I do not think that Amari Cooper likes to play in nasty conditions. I'm out on him, especially when P.J. Walker's the guy throwing him the ball. All right, uh, New Orleans and Houston. This is a game I want to believe in. It's in the Dome. Houston has been remarkably good this year for what we expected, right? A C.J. Stroud stack, I'm not going to argue with it, right? And if I could actually just sell you on a C.J. stack for a minute, here's what I'd tell you. C.J. Stroud has been very effective this year. We know that. But C.J. Stroud is missing Tank Dell. Tank Dell is in concussion protocol. No chance he's playing tomorrow, right? And so with him out... That really concentrates usage. I like to play quarterbacks when they have one of their wide receivers missing because it concentrates usage. And so you probably are going to... Oh, by the way, Robert Woods is also questionable. I think he's going to play, but that's also worth noting that maybe he's limited. I think that this opens the door. Of course, everybody's going to know to play Nico Collins, but I think it opens the door for John Mechie III and also Dalton Schultz. I think those are two guys that could benefit from Tank Dell being out, and it makes C.J. Stroud stacks very, very affordable. And New Orleans, that yes, they have not been good this year. I get it. They have not been good, and there's a very good chance this game doesn't shoot out. But it isn't a dome, and we know that the Texans can throw the ball. Well, so far they've been able to throw it, right? So, uh, if, if you're going to run it back with New Orleans, I think your two most obvious ones are Kamara, who is just getting like 58 catches a game, and Chris Olave is still due for that monster game. He is the, the definitive number one there, and if you choose to believe that Derek Carr can just have one game where he doesn't su suck donkey dick, well then Chris Olave is going to be a home run, right? So this is a sneaky one to consider. I don't know. I'm still trying to top myself into it, and I'm not there. But probably my favorite game on the slate is this one. Indianapolis-Jacksonville. Yes, my boy AR-15 is out, so we got Garner Minshew starting for them. It appears as though Zach Moss and Jonathan Taylor are going to be in roughly a 50-50 split. I actually think Zach Moss is probably going to get about 60% of the work. And Gardner Minshew, we've seen it. He's a legit NFL quarterback, right? He, is, he has been very effective in his time that he has played. And he actually has decent receivers. I think Pittman and Downs are both legit receivers, and Pierce is a solid third receiver, right? So they have the weapons in place. And it's not like Moss and Taylor aren't good running backs. Uh, and this game's going to be down in Jacksonville. We know Jacksonville ain't afraid to get in a shootout. So there's some pieces from this Indianapolis side that are very affordable and very appealing. And the best part is Jacksonville on the other side is a pretty aggressive offense who is, you know, yet to have that big breakout game, but they just seem like they're trending that way, right? Trevor Lawrence at 6,500, I think, is fairly priced. Trevor Etienne at 7,100 will be one of the most popular players on the slate after what he did over in London. And then I think the biggest news I could give you is uh, Zay Jones is out. So that, that once again, we have a vacuum. Not a Justin jefferson size vacuum, but we do have a vacuum that has to go somewhere. I think that's going to go to Kirk and Ridley and maybe a little bit to Agnew. But I think the one piece of the Jacksonville team that I really want is Ingram. We all know Ingram has that 30-point game coming. This just strikes me as the kind of spot where you get it in. This is a game, I don't know if I'm going to stack it, but almost every one of my lineups will have at least two pieces from this game. It's just a game environment that I feel could sneaky shoot out. Garner Minshew is a game manager, but he's also pretty damn efficient and could push the pace of this game. 
Carolina, Miami. Let me just go ahead and tell you, man. I, I made myself a rule after week one. I'm, every time Miami's at home, I'm playing them. I just don't give a shit. I'm playing them. I don't care how chalky they are. I did it last week with Hill. I did it last week with a Chan, and it didn't let me down. Am I going to do it again this week? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I am, Bob. Uh, look, Tua is is just an unbelievable, uh, unbelievable animal at home. If you're worried about the blowout, you don't have to because they just keep throwing it over the top the whole damn game no matter what. Raheem Mostert is going to just be like mega chalk this week as Achan is out, if you don't know. Ahmed is likely to take a little bit of that work, but that dude sucks. So like Mostert's going to be out there a lot, getting a lot of usage. Tyree Kill is going to be where a lot of people are going to want to spend up this week. But don't forget about Jalen Waddle. He, he's not hurt anymore. He just hasn't had any big games. He did get 10 targets last week, right? He is due for a big breakout game. Maybe that is a way you get into this game where people are going to definitely be playing Miami. They are definitely going to be playing Miami. So maybe Waddle is a way that you play Miami and play him different than everybody else is, right? You got to play the game. You got to think that you're trying to beat a field of people. You're not trying to beat one guy. Durham Smythe, another guy, if you want a good punt tight end, he, another dude that's just out there all the time and seems due for a big game. On the reverse side, Bryce Young has been really bad. But if there's ever a game environment where he could push the pace, it would be this one, right? Uh, we, we, uh, Chuba Hubbard is going to be starting. He started before, and he didn't exactly capitalize, but at 4,300, he might be worth it. Plus, he does catch the ball well out of the backfield, so there is something there with that. Miles Sanders is out is why he is starting, right? A wide receiver, Adam Thielen, I cannot believe this, is a legit wide receiver one, which just feels weird to say. Uh, if you, Some other guys to consider, though, Mingo, Chark, all these guys are very, very affordable, right? So this game, you know, like, I think if you wanted to run a Bryce Young stack, that's a way you could get into this game, and then you run it back with Mostert, uh, Mostert or Hill or somebody like that, right? I think that that that's a very very sneaky way to play this game uh all right getting to the afternoon games uh new england and las vegas i mean new england's just so so bad but i'm telling you if there's ever a game all year those mother fathers can shoot out it would be this one right they're in a dome uh, against uh, the raiders which you know they've been playing good defense but let's not play like they're like the 85 bears okay uh they look the, the New England is missing some receivers. Juju is out, right? And 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 they their uh, Tyquan Thornton is out. And so you've got Kendrick Bourne at forty two hundred, who is likely to be the number one wide receiver. And uh, you, you like there's just not a lot of places for Mac Jones to throw the ball. So if you wanted to stack this team, this is a really gross stack. But God, it is so affordable. And the best part is, is if you do it now, you can go run it back with Jacobs or Devonte Adams, and you're playing Jacobs and Devonte in a in a way that nobody else is. <sighs> I don't know if I can do it, but man, I know people are going to play Bourne. I know people are going to play Jacobs, but the way that you can play those two that nobody else is, is have Mac Jones. And don't act like Mac Jones has never had a game good enough to win a GPP, okay? I also think you don't want to get forget about Jacoby Myers. Depending on what game you watch of the Raiders, if you were a person who just traveled here from the past and you knew nothing about the Raiders, you would think Jacoby Myers was the number one wide receiver for the, uh, uh, the, the Raiders, not, uh, not, not Devontae Adams, right? Moving on to Detroit, Tampa Bay. I wish this game, I wish this game was in Detroit and I would be all over it. But with it being down in Tampa Bay, it just kind of reeks of a sloggy game to me. Uh, David Montgomery is going to uh, have the backfield mainly to himself again. It appears as though Jameer Gibbs is likely out again. Uh, I, I've not seen official word on that. Maybe it's happened, but I've been dealing with college fucking football all day. Uh, from there, we have, uh, you know, Amon Ra is back. He was out last week. He's back, which really nerfs the value of Reynolds and Raymond. And the other big news is we got to watch Laporta was like, uh, was, was mispracticed, was hurt in practice, one of those two. And so there's a chance he's out. He's out. I think that opens up a little bit of value for Brock Wright, but let's face it. Brock Wright is, is no Laporta. Okay. So he's don't expect that kind of production. 
Uh, and Tampa Bay, they just play better defense at home, and I think this will just be a slow, sloggy game. Baker Mayfield at 5,400 is going to appeal to people, but I will just die on this hill. I love Baker Mayfield. He is not a good fantasy quarterback. There, I said it. Rashad White is a dude who's really good, gets a lot of touches, and for some reason just never gets it done. I don't get why Rashad White's not better. I watch him. I'm like, that guy's good. And then I look at his scores. I'm like, that guy's not good. He's not good. Mike Evans and Chris Godwin are both appealing, but they're overpriced, right? And I, if I'm going to find seven thousand dollars to pay for those, but like to pay those guys, I'll just find an extra a little more and go get like better wide receivers. That's what I'll do, Bob. So that's a game I'm staying away from. But I think the game that is probably going to be the chalkiest on the slate and has the uh, largely just because it has the highest total is oh, tackle that man, Caleb Williams. He's magical. Okay, the Arizona and the Rams game, right? Uh, I played Dobbs stacks last week, and in the first quarter, he was Joe Montana, and the rest of the game, he was Josh Dobbs, right? That's who he was. Uh, it, uh, Connors is out, and so it appears as though there's going to be a split between Ingram and DeMarcado. I would guess DeMarcado is going to get more of the run here, especially the third down work, which is the most valuable downs for a running back. So I guess he's okay as a punt, but man, if I'm going to play him, I think I'd rather just go play Chuba or, or Deontay Foreman, right? And if I have you behind those two, you suck balls, dude. Uh, if you do want to play a Josh Dobbs stack, Marquise Brown has been, you know, this has probably been like one of the be better seasons of his career. He is, look, they're not just throwing chunk passes to him. He's getting a lot of really catchable targets, which is nice. And then they have Rondell uh, uh, Moore and Michael Wilson as cheap options too. Everybody loves Zach Ertz, but Jesus, if that guy doesn't catch a touchdown, he literally offers you no value. It is, it is infuriating. On the flip side, the Rams have the, the highest or the second highest total on the slate, only behind the Dolphins. Stafford has looked really good, like Old, old, old age is not caught up to him yet, right? And he's just surrounded by weapons. Kieran William, he's good, man. That guy is good, and he just plays every down. We know Sean McVay, more than any coach in the NFL, is not afraid to run a running back into the ground. And that seems like what he's going to do with Kieran Williams, right? Wide receivers, Cooper Cup look awesome. I think he had, what was it, how many? 47 targets on the first drive last week, right? I believe he ended with 127 targets last week. So, Cooper Cup, look, the guy, if you want to pay up for him, I get it. I do, right? He's really good. And I, I, I would almost guarantee you he gets 20 points, right? But you cannot ignore the role that Puka Nakua is playing. Puka Nakua is really, really good. I wish he wasn't $8,000 and I would just go play him to get a little leverage on Cup. But he's also $8,000, and that's just crazy expensive for a guy who now has to play second fiddle to Cup. I do want to give DraftKings credit for pricing both of these guys up and making it almost impossible to double stack him, right? Yes, you can go make a lineup with Stafford, Cup and Nakua, but there's also almost no chance that lineup would ever win a GPP because the amount of points those two would have to have to justify those salaries, Matthew Stafford ain't going to be that damn efficient, dude, unless he has 42 points in the game. So, overall, this game, yes, I get that it's going to shoot out, and it's probably a good one to get a piece of. If you're worried about that uh, Rams passing game, just go grab Kieran Williams and hope that he counterfeits the shit out of him. That's the best play, right? Moving on to the last game on the slate, Philadelphia and the Jets, just a complete mismatch, but the line's only seven points, right? That should make you a little suspicious. I think that Vegas is telling us with only a, the Eagles in a game with only a 41-point total, Vegas really thinks this game's going to be sloggy as shit, okay? The game is outside in New Jersey where the Jets play, and like just something about it. Only a 24-point total makes me very, very leery of playing guys like Hurts, Swift, A.J. Brown, uh, uh, Devontae Smith, and don't forget that uh, Quez Watkins is out, so Zucchini is the third uh back uh yes dallas goddard finally had his big breakout game which i've been telling you it have did i play him fuck no i didn't but he had it and so uh, you know i think people are going to naturally go back to that point chasing because you'd be amazed how many guys just look at the, the the score log for the week and like oh i gotta play that guy how could we like 
Uh, but to me, I just think the Eagles are overpriced. With that game environment, I don't think it's going to be a great game environment. You know the Jets are going to try to run the ball, control the game, because there's no chance Zach Wilson's getting in the shootout. The only shootout he's going to get in is him shooting off uh, his team's dick with another pick six. That's the only shootout he's going to be in, pal. Uh, who can you play from the Jets? Well, Brees Hall is up to 6,000, so he's no longer a bargain. But, man, he has looked uh, better than I thought he did. But this is just not – I mean, going up against that Eagles front seven is not the greatest matchup one could ever have. He is likely to be in a script where they are behind. I do think you will get him at really low ownership, and we know that he really has the ability to – um, to 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 bust big runs, right? I mean, who busts more big runs in the NFL right now than than freaking Brees Hall, right? So there you go. That is a breakdown of all the games. I will now answer your questions and do the drawing. But before we do, don't forget to check out my site, dgen75.com, the fastest growing community in DFS. We have PGA, we have NFL, college football, and as I told you, coming in February, we're going to be adding NASCAR. It's not about me and my wins. It is about celebrating all these wins. Look at all these mother fathers from my community who won last week. We update this every week, uh, and and it, we're all about providing you uh, good tools like the Rosetta Stone right here that has everything you need without fucking price gouging you. If that sounds interesting, I encourage you to come try it out. If you want to try it out, but you don't want to pay, well, simply go sign up for my newsletter, which is in the description of this. You let uh, uh, support DGen75 on Twitter, send them a DM showing you did it. We'll get you a free week on the website. It's a great little venture because every time we do it, everybody just re-signs up. So it's like, you're just waiting a week to sign up. All right, editor, I see 110 likes over here, editor. Ooh, and 187 people. Please go for killing it. So editor, draw me two names. If we get to 130 likes, we will do another one, okay? While he's drawing those, I want to draw my Twitter. This is all the people that liked and retweeted over on Twitter. I appreciate you guys. So this is a separate drawing from the two he's doing over there in the chat. From Twitter, our winner to build a lineup with me is B. Bilky. That guy runs. They call him the Sun Runner because he runs fucking hot. All right, there it is. Uh, and once we get to 130 likes, we will do more. Also, guys, check out RTS. This is Run the Sims, okay? If you're a prop better, as I told you earlier when we were talking about the process tip, if you want to be more sustainable with your money, check out prop betting. And they have this new thing called the Prop Sniper, right, which you can get for $50 a month, and it finds every prop on every book, and it shows you where the biggest edge is, and it highlights them so you can go get your prop bets in plus EV, right? Like, here's a good example. Uh, old Ahmed, right? They, the best line you're going to see out there right now is you can get under five and a half rushes, and that's playing plus 105 over on DraftKings right now. That is a mega value. You can see the score associated with that, right? A major, major value. Uh, 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 under one and a half receptions over there is 94% is, is to hit. It's paying 166, a mega value, right? If you want to see all of these, you simply go over to Run the Sims and you use my code DGEN75, all caps, DGEN75. It will get you 10% off. Maybe it's 20%. I can't even remember what Justin said, but I'm, I, I, I'm going to start using it tomorrow. I'm going to let you know how it does. I'm not going to give you all the free ones, but I wanted to show it to you, okay? With that in mind, let's get to the questions. Let's get going. Our winners are Jim Steele. Edward Sogaldo again. That man runs like fire. We're up to 121 likes. Give me up to 130. I'll do another drawing. All right. So we already have our three winners. Let's talk about this slate. And then the, let me get a quick drink of the Perrier. Mm -mm -mm. Mm -mm -mm. Oh, that smacks. That smacks. All right. Here we go. Get into the questions. Did I make it on time? Not a slow. There you go. If you're not here at seven, you're a slow. I got no time for slows. Is Baker going to uh, toast Detroit this week? Stacy? I don't think so, but... You also got to you also got to remember. I literally never think Baker's going to have a good game. I love him. He's my favorite player in the NFL just because he's my favorite player of all time, Boomer Sooner. But I just don't think he's a good fantasy quarterback. I'll never stop saying that. He just he just never will score thirty points like ever. 
right, uh, for a three max, do you start the same QB stack with all the same? No, I, I will, Chad, I will be running one stack, and let's say if I, like, I might only play three GPP lineups this week. I haven't decided yet. But my, uh, the, for all three will be the same stack, and it will be different variations of that stack with a different variation of the run back, right? But it will be that same core, right? I don't want to have just three completely random lineups that are unrelated to each other in any way. Will Dobbs stacks be popular? I don't think so. Not after last week. I think that you could probably get him at pretty discounted. I think we have him at less than 5%. Uh, let's see. Uh, with so many good high uh, high uh, percentage running backs and you playing cash, is this the week to play cash lineups in tournament single entry and low-owned pivots? Yeah, I don't mind that. Take your cash lineup. Go make one or two pivots. Maybe I think a good thing to remember, Tyler, is you want your GBP lineups to be more correlated and you want your cash lineups to be less correlated, right? When you're building a good cash lineup, you don't want to have three or four guys from one team or from one game because if that game is a dud, you're almost certainly never going to cash, right? Is it pay up week at Q, uh, quarterback? I mean, no. I just never pay up a quarterback, man. I, I, it just makes it so hard to build rosters whenever you pay up a quarterback, right? Because the pay up options at quarterback almost always have pay up options at wide receiver, and now you're really spending a lot of your money on two or three guys, right? Uh, all right. Uh, what is the best sneaky stack for tomorrow? Mac Jones. Uh, I'm not playing him, but they, you, hey, you asked for it. I'll give you some bullshit answers. All right, uh, single bullet in the Millie Maker, a good strategy this week? Never a good strategy. How dare you ask such a silly question? Deontay, to have his one good week a year? I mean, if he's ever going to do it, Ben, this would be the week. Full punt running backs? I mean, if that's how you want to make your roster, but, man, I just think there's some really good running backs, you know? Like, uh, Mostert, I mean, he's in a smash spot. David Montgomery is in a smash spot. I mean, some of these running backs, uh, 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 Kieran Williams is in a smash spot, right? These are some really good running backs that, like, offer incredibly safe floors and probably really good ceilings, too. CMC Hill combo this week in GPPs. I don't, I mean, yeah, I guess you could, but man, you're going to have to punt two or three times in that lineup would be my only concern. Lawrence versus Bryce Young. Yeah, I, I'm leaning towards that being, uh, I, 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 I could go either one. If you want to be sneakier, go Young. If you want to be more chalky, go Lawrence. Or if you want to go safer, go there. You better hit that like button. Brian said, oh, shit, we're up to 128 likes. Editor, when it gets to 130, uh, update me, please, uh, with another drawing. How big of a cash field if there's 11 man in my price range? Yeah, 23. The smaller, the better. The smaller, the better. Must put the What would you think of D Swift? I just hate that guy. I never play him. And uh, I, it seems like he's not being as efficient as he was earlier in the year. Uh, how did Oregon blow it? Easy. They're Oregon. Uh, I think I think tomorrow is a very different slate because we don't have a lot of super stud quarterbacks. And we, yeah, I agree with that. Uh, there's not there's not you know no Josh Allen no uh, um, uh, Patrick Mahomes. A lot of the studs are not on the slate. And then Jalen Hurts, who is one of the studs, isn't in what I think is probably one of his tougher matchups of the year. Thoughts on the Finn stack and Panthers down two safeties? I don't mind it at all. I, I mean, like a Finn stack is okay. I will just tell you this: I like to play pieces of the Dolphins and not a Dolphin stack. Does that make sense? Because Tua, as good as he is, he really just does. He he, he offers so little with his legs that like he literally has to pass for three touchdowns and three hundred yards to get there. And for any quarterback, expecting three touchdowns and three hundred yards in any game is asking a lot. Minshew a risk? I don't. I like. I, I like Minshew to keep that game competitive. I don't like him necessarily as a stack. If I'm going to play Minshew, I could think of some other quarterbacks I would rather stack that are cheap. Two Q core B stacks for twenty max. I like that. Uh, Reclage. Do you have any lineup for? Uh, do you have any, many best ball entries? I didn't get to as many as I wanted. Crypto, po uh, crypto pooper. I got about I don't know fifteen in. Problem was is I just you know I was so busy doing content I just never got time to sit down and do my hundred fifty drafts.
GPP, the same as tournament? Yes, sir. Uh, GPP just stands for Guaranteed Prize Pool, which is what all tournaments are. Yep, yes, sir. Uh, do you play in early only? I don't, D. Baker, but those are good slates. Here's what I always tell people. If that's part of your process, I got some guys over on my site that, like, they just kill early, just the early slate only or the late slate only. They're better at picking between six games and four games than they are 10 or 11 game slates, right? And that's part of their process. That's, I've never found that to be a, a successful part of my process, so I don't do it. But if I did find that, I would do it, right? It PGA, I win more at Showdown than I do at uh, Weeklong. So part of my process is playing more Showdown, right? You got to have your own process. Your process can't be my process because it works different for everybody. Why play in a double up to be more sustainable? Sprite soda. Why ask stupid questions? Uh, how you feel about fading the San Francisco game? I think I'm warm to it just because a lot of those, I think that game could be sloggy and I think San Francisco guys are pretty pricey. Pretty pricey. I'd rather spend that money elsewhere. Thoughts on playing two chalk early guys and stacking the rest with PM and being, oh, I don't mind that. I don't mind that. Yeah, just kind of going all in on some early guys. If they hit, you got a lot of bullets and if they don't, you can pivot and do some crazy shit in the afternoon. I like it. I, I, I don't mind it, Bob. Don't mind it. All right, let's see. All right, who do you prefer more, Chase or Cup? Mm, damn, good question. All right, I can answer this, Amazing Asian. Uh, if, if, if Higgins plays, I prefer Cup. If Higgins is out, I definitely prefer Chase. Uh, have you tried Publix brand carb water? Uh, I haven't. Is it good? They gas. I mean, they can't be better than Perrier or Topa Chico, which, who refuses? Refuses to sponsor me, so I'll just keep drinking the Perrier, you motherfuckers. Oh, that smacks. That's good. Uh, are we winning a GPP tomorrow? I sure should hope so. I got, I already got, I don't know, I'm probably like 30% to win one in golf. I can't wait to see what Cutsputs has to say. I'm sitting like third place and I have hundred, I have all six golfers. Um, oh, nice catch, dickhead. Uh, all right. Uh, Mark Glass, the villain from Batman. Uh, I don't know who that is. There's a lot of Batmans. What are the things you're looking for uh, more contrarian stacks? What are the things you are looking for more in a contrarian stack? Uh, uh, typically, with my contrarian stacks, I like them uh, uh, to to also have cheap pass catch pass catching options. But the most important thing to me, Stephen, is I like the other team to have some run backs that I really like. Right. So a quick example is you know like I would consider a Bryce Young stack just because I love Mostert and Hill and Waddle as run backs. Right. Uh, uh, you know, a tr um, let me find one. Okay, so let's say that I really like a CJ Stroud stack, but I don't like any of the um, any of the players from uh, New Orleans. Well, then that that's that's a huge negative to me because if I don't like my runbacks, I don't really want to run that stack against it. Does that make sense? Is Donovan McNabb a good play tomorrow? He would be, but he's not playing. Uh, Dardo says the stone is a work of art, guys. Well done. Are you ready to rock some NFL cash? I'm ready to get in there. Gonna get in there and try. Probably just play head to heads tomorrow. And a couple uh, eleven mans. We'll see. Still trying to figure out my process. Swear to God, it's the first time I've ever played NFL cash. All right, pay up. Uh, oh, editor, go ahead and do that drawing. Pay up for tight end since it sucks. I don't hate it. I I, I think I, I I'm almost for sure that I will have some Hawkins, and I think he's a little overpriced if I'm being honest. But uh, oh, Notre Dame taking it, taking it to the house, you mother father. Touchdown. Ah, oh, come on. Fuck. Fuck you, Caleb and Lincoln Riley, you bitch. All right. Uh, yeah, I don't mind that. Uh, which are the worst weather games? Already went over it. Go watch the playback. Does Brees Hall smash and, uh, with Jalen Carter out? I, that's just not a good game, man. It's just not a great game environment. That's my concern. I do think Brees Hall, I do want to repent and say that Brees Hall is more electric than I thought he would be. If you play P.J. Walker, do you get your money back? No, but you should. Fat Sandwich says, I feel like Detroit away from home is good. Baker Evans play. I just don't like how expensive uh, Evans is. And you got, I'm not going to say how I feel about Baker one more time. It hurts my feelings to say it. Is Chuba Hubbard sneaky with all the other? I, yeah, I, I think he will be. Uh, normally a guy like that would probably be something like 
like 20%, I think you're going to get him a, a 10 or lower probably. Uh, we, uh, Edward, we have all of the ownership over on the stone. Uh, what are your thoughts on uh, uh, locking Mostert in a 20 max? I don't mind it. I mean, he's as safe as could be, but here's the thing. Anytime you lock a running back, be prepared. Running backs get hurt more than any other position in the NFL. Well, at least positions that we play, right? Uh, are we stacking Ritter? Not in this lifetime, pal. All right, do you like Waddle, Thielen, Skinny? Um, uh, yeah, I don't mind it. I guess I like. I mean, it, like, I, I I guess if you're running Bryce Young with Thielen and then running it back with Waddle, I could get down with that. I could get down with that. Now, if you just mean those two as a skinny correlation, I really like it. Will Noah Brown's activation change things for the Texans? Uh, I mean, maybe a little bit. It probably hurts Mechie a little bit, but I, I don't know. Not a ton. Not enough that's going to change my game plan, boy. Uh, can we see Malik Cunningham? Shut your mouth. You know, only serious questions. Do we care about the wind in Chicago? I definitely do. It went from, as I told you, Justin Fields went from my favorite stack play this week to probably about third or fourth. Oh, there's old Estime. Dude, I, I wanted to bet my freaking mortgage on this Notre Dame-USC game. There's no chance that USC was going to win this game. All right, Jacoby Myers revenge game. Dude, Jacoby Myers has been good. I'm telling you, he might be the number one receiver for, for Las Vegas. How much planning and then late swapping in GPPs? Uh, depends on how many lineups you're doing. That's part of the reason, part of the appeal of doing fewer lineups is you can do that, right? Uh, let's see, Brian Ungno. There you go, Ungno. Uh, you won, buddy. Uh, all you winners, make sure you reach out to me. We'll build that lineup tonight or in the morning, okay? You can reach me on the Discord through DMs or just simply on Twitter. If you don't know how to find me on Twitter, well, you probably don't deserve the ticket. All right, what's the number one mistake you see people make in DFS? Blowing through all their money, right? People are like, oh, this is the year, man. This is the year I know what I'm doing. And then they go toss their 25 lineups in the Millionaire Maker the first week, uh, and they blow through 500 bucks, and then they got 20 bucks back, or they got 30 bucks back on their 500. Their wife sees their credit card, and now their ass is grass, and, they only, and then they do one lineup the next week with the 30 bucks they got back. They lose that. Now by week three, they're already out of money. They're done, and their wife's mad at them. Uh, they just have no concept of bankroll management, right? You got to think how many weeks, you know, for me, I play 17 weeks a year, right? I'm not going to play the 18th uh, week, 18, because it's usually slapdick fest, but I budget for 17 weeks. And so I never worry about losing because I already have that money budgeted for that week, right? And if people would do that more, they would be able to survive the ups and downs of GPPs. Because if you, if you don't realize that GPPs are just ups and downs and you don't get it, the key is, is to make your ups big enough to cancel it out. Where do I sign up? I'm all in for NASCAR. We will be adding that pack come January, right? If you're all access, you'll just automatically get it, right? A lot of our members already bought the year-long all access, so they're basically getting it for free because they've already bought the all access for the year. Um, let's see. Is Stafford Cup too chalky? Uh, I, I don't, I don't, look, I don't think Cup is going to be, it's going to be relatively chalky, but I don't think it's going to be like, like he's going to be 25% and Stafford's going to be like 12%. I don't think it's going to be that bad. Minshew and Downs, what are your thoughts? I mean, I, there's worse one, there's worse cheap stacks out there, right? There's definitely worse. I could get behind it. I just worry about, is Minshew a game manager or can he be a fantasy guy? That would be my question for you. It, uh, how does the process change in single entry tournaments for game stacks or does it not matter? No, I think, I think with single entries, you can be a bit more conservative, right? You don't need to get as outlandish with your stacks. Okay, especially because single entry contests tend to be smaller, right? There's not going to be as many people in them. So you really only need one or two punts. You don't got to go play some crazy ass, you know, like what's a crazy ass stack this week? You don't need to play a Mac Jones stack, right? Really, all you got to do is maybe instead of doing that, you just go play one weird piece in that lineup, right? Maybe you go play a Marquise Brown or, you know, like a guy who has big upside who will be lower owned, a Garrett Wilson, so to speak, right? Uh, that's, you know, single entries are a lot like cash. Make one or two strategic changes and you can probably build a pretty good lineup. Make sure you have a little correlation. I think that'll probably do. 
Pittman projecting 10% ownership. Is that too chalky? Not at all. Not not for the number one wide receiver in a game that I think they could sneaky shoot out. And, and you got to remember, Garner Minshew throws the forward pass better than Richardson, uh, I, I, and, and he likes to throw it to Pittman more, right? Richardson was the one that was always throwing it to Downs until he went Downs. Am I am I right? Right? Okay. Um, is there uh, is this a three running back week? I'm pretty open to it. I'm pretty open to three running backs. I usually in the NFL like to have a wide receiver in my flex, but I'm open to it. What's the meal for tomorrow? Uh, not Chick Fil A, sadly. Yeah, it's not going to be Domino's either. I had some I had some Domino's today, just so I could hate myself. Uh, let's see. The Browns can't cover, right? Or they could, right? I mean, everything about that game seems like San Francisco is going to win by 21. So definitely, Cleveland's going to cover. Chuba better than Deontay? Probably. Probably. But, man, Chuba lets me down a lot. Garoppolo stacked to be different with the Patriots' D being trash? Yeah. I, I Look, I, I, I'm telling you, that game, there's some sneaky vibes to this game, right? If, you're, if your lineups suck in the early part of the day, go switch your stacks to this game, right? Because you could really get got up because ain't nobody stacking that motherfucker game. Did you uh, play Adams and Tua uh, with your last 8,300 on FanDuel? Would you play Adams or Tua with your last 8,300? Wait. You, how do you get to choose between those two? I don't. I don't get your question. Moving on, Uncle Rico and Indy with one and a, yeah, uh, yeah. I I could get down with that one and a half. Forty uh, ers defense the best on the slate definitely. But man, I hate paying four thousand dollars for defense and GPPs. That's the truth, Bob. That is the truth. Uh, all in on the 49ers defense. I mean, if you can, if you can, f- fresh dollar bill. Wait, that's two names. Is that my dollar bill? Uh, look, if you can find the money to get to them, go ahead. But a lot of times, you'd be better just spending twenty five hundred at defense and using that fifteen hundred dollars to upgrade elsewhere. Is what I would say. Make sure you guys hit that like before we get out of here. Going to hit you and uh, run one back a little bit later. Sounds good, brother. Uh, are you lower on Chicago stacks because of the wind? I am, Mike. It's just the weather thing. How can I get on the Discord? Do I need a link? Sorry, big guy. I'm not. Uh, I'm not on Twitter or X. Yeah, Brian. I think you could also just email uh, the editor. Uh, the, uh, I believe it's the DGN editor at uh, gmail.com. Editor, reach out to him. Uh, put the link. Put the link where he can uh, reach out to you. Uh, the return of Winking Pirate and Creamside Jersey for the Bucks. Oh, I do love those jerseys. I do love those. Uh, Tua and Adams are the same price. But, like, how can you play him in the same spot? Is it a super flex? I don't get it. One's a fucking quarterback. One's a one's a wide receiver. I, I guess, Michael, I just don't get what you're asking, brother. Like, if, if it's a super flex, then always take a quarterback, right? Uh, that, that's At least that's how it is in uh, college football. Are you going to play super flex this week at DraftKings? No, Mike. I, I look, I, I I'm I'm gonna be so down in the cash that I'm gonna be uh, I'm gonna be giving that most of my effort, and of course I'll still be playing some GPPs, right? Uh, what cheap running back are we playing in cash? If you made me pick a cheap running back for cash, I guess I would go Hubbard or Foreman probably, right? But I think I'm gonna spend up. I think I'm gonna. I, I think there's you know like Mostert and Montgomery. Those are two pretty pretty nice options. Is that old Tez scoring a touchdown? Tezman Walker. All right. All right, there you go, Brian. There's that email, support at dgen.com. There you go. Hey, guys, this has been fun, man. I appreciate all of you coming to hang out on a uh, uh, Saturday night. And for all the likes, don't forget to come check out the site. Don't forget to sign up for the newsletter. Um, uh, we, uh, if you have any questions, reach out to the editor. He just posted it right there in the chat. I appreciate all of you guys being here. I will be back Monday for the Showdown Hoedown Monday Night Football and First Look on Tuesday, which will be on my channel this week. It has been real, guys. I appreciate you for being here on a Saturday night. But for right now, I think I need you to enjoy this outro.